Welcome to the Vet Med Wellness and Leadership Podcast, where we discuss central challenges vet med leaders face, such as burnout, stress, and difficult interactions with clients and staff, just to name a few. In each episode, you will hear about actionable solutions that you can apply to your practice and invitations to connect with fellow leaders who are passionate about improving the wellness of the vet med profession. By subscribing, liking, commenting, or sharing this podcast, you're helping more veterinary professionals find the resources shared in these episodes. Thank you in advance for listening and supporting this show. I hope you enjoy it. Hello, everybody. Crystal Stokes here, and joining me today is Daniel Valdez, a dedicated project manager Solaritis Digital. Yeah. Woohoo! Got it right. Solaritis Digital. With a strong focus on the veterinary and animal health industry, Daniel is driven by a deep passion for helping deliver innovative tech solutions that cater to the constantly evolving needs. Motivated by his sister, a veterinarian, Daniel became acutely aware of the underrepresented voices in the industry, which ignited his passion to seek out diverse perspectives and enrich his work within the veterinary and animal health domain. Having worked closely with prominent entities like Merck, Fibro uh, and Navi, Daniel has contributed to developing educational content for Merck, creating captivating animations to explain the mode of action of a vaccine for Fibro and leading and designing user-friendly app for the notable nonprofit we just mentioned, Not One More Vet. Daniel, thank you so much for being here today. I just wanted to start us off with an icebreaker as we often do. You're not allowed to be on this show unless you have pets. <laughs> okay. Let's hear about yours. I I have two cats that I'm surprised are not making their presence known right now. But I'm sure you've met them before. We've we've talked uh for quite some time um you know before getting this organized when you were on the uh the monthly uh peer discussions we have which you did awesome on that by the way. Everyone loved it. Um fun. But I feel like my cats may have made an appearance like early on to us meeting, just running across the uh, the uh, screen, sticking their butts in the camera or something. Um, uh, one is named Joey, the other is named Chandler. I don't, I, I'm not really a Friends fan, you know. Don't lie. I adopted them, but like you know, they came with the names. That's so sweet. Hopefully, they'll make an appearance today. Hopefully, one of my cats will appear as well. So let's let's count on that. That'd be super fun. And you know, today we are we are on this podcast to talk more about your origin story and the passion that really led you to uh, you know being a part of this company, Solaritus Digital. Yeah. So let's let's yeah. hear more of your origin story. Solaritus is a funny name, Ella. Yeah. I when I first got started with them, I, I started with Solaritus in uh, February of. 2022. So I've, I, it's coming up on two years, my two year anniversary with them. I remember trying to figure out how to say the name, just waiting till someone said it first. <laughs> um, but uh, my origin with them, uh, you know, I came in late because Solerta started in 2010. Uh, Imran Hussein is the founder. Um, and he was the person who signed me on, uh, told me all about their history in animal health. And how he started out with something called uh, the pig spotter uh, for an animal health company that was looking for um, ways to tell if their uh, uh, pigs yeah, were 
sick or healthy. And it's like, you know, he had all these really amazing ideas and he deployed a lot of amazing technology for animal health companies, um, whether it was with the livestock or with uh, companion animals. And um, when he signed me on, he said, uh, let's start with some uh, human health work, which I thought, you know, okay, this is going to be something that I'm going to spend a lot of time with. I think, uh, you know, I, I can get used to this and I enjoy doing some work in the, you know, in uh, the pharma uh, uh, industry. But eventually we started shifting our focus back to animal health which I was super excited about because my sister got me into uh, veterinary science at a young, young age. I think she was the kind of person that was born to be a veterinarian. Yeah. And so being around her, um, uh, I kind of uh, absorbed that energy and was about to pursue a career in um, one of two things. It was I, I originally was really passionate about either childcare or veterinary sciences, which I was kind of um uh deciding between for a while and um you know i i never really had the chance to professionally pursue anything related to veterinary science or animal health until the starting to work with solaris so um yeah that's that's how i got started on it and um my sister's kind of been my go-to in teaching me everything that i know today uh her and the tons of awesome people that I've met along the way, including you, um, who have uh, inspired and helped uh, kind of guide me in the right direction as I learn more about uh, offering some cool technology solutions for these companies. So I yeah. love it. The, the personal connection is just, uh, it's very sweet and nice to have this this person in your life where so you can see firsthand some of the challenges the veterinary professionals are facing. And you know, the topic uh, of this podcast, always the theme of wellness comes up. So I'd love to pivot a bit and talk about the wellness concerns that you're aware of, especially through knowing your sister and having this wider uh, community of veterinary professionals that you engage with, and then how your company does help to solve some of these or, or support recovery from some of these challenges. That's a good question. Uh, Cause it's a, uh a noble task. First off, what, what you're doing, I know that you had your start as uh, a psychotherapist, right? Yeah. And previously I was a veterinary technician across a variety of spectrums, like small animal, uh, companion animal, a little bit of exotic and wildlife work, and finally overnight ER, which was the end of my veterinary career. But um, yeah, and then, and then becoming a psychotherapist. So definitely seeing the other side. Yeah. So you have a really like well-rounded uh, a kind of like marriage between the two of uh you know uh you know the veterinary industry and wellness um so i think that that's something that takes a lot of time to uh really become um well established to address um uh but what i'm looking to do uh is is kind of spread more awareness about our relationship with technology and um how we can use it to kind of ease the load everyone has on their shoulders putting on 50 different you know uh you know there there's people in in vet clinics right now that are saying we're understaffed or we don't have enough staff for this or that 
And and you're kind of looking at them like, well, you have one person doing 50 million different things. Yeah, we're going to have to address that. And like, how do you solve that? On my end, I believe it's technology. I believe that there's a lot of ways we can make our lives easier with technology. And so I think it's uh, there needs to be a better kind of relationship there between veterinary professionals and uh, their use of technology. And um, I also think the accessibility to technology, too, is kind of a, a concern. I think that people find technology to be either out of reach or 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 something that is kind of um, really hard to, um, I don't know, to, to begin work on because it feels like you're entering a whole different world um, if it's something that you're not used to thinking about in the in the clinic setting at least and i think um kind of addressing that and our lack of educational tools in the veterinary space uh and in the technology space i think both of those things if we can get that gap closed between um vet med and technology and the educational tools that are available to us as a result of the uh, new ways of doing things and uh, new technology, I think I think that's something I really want to uh, start to address, and I hope uh, I've I've uh, done that throughout this year because it's been a big focus of mine with a lot of the projects I've been doing. Interesting. So I definitely want to hear about some of these projects because I think hearing of real life examples makes it come to life in our imagination. And I'll just kind of piggyback on what you're saying, which is. So often when I'm working with veterinary professionals, I hear um, common complaints such as lack of confidence. I fear that I'm going to do something wrong and harm an animal, that I, the diagnosis would be not correct, or I, I'm not sure exactly the right way to, to proceed forward. Um, always wanting to have that confidence and certainty and that they're providing the, the, the very best medicine from techs up to DVMs. And having access to education and training that specifically addresses their areas of concern or weakness where they'd like to feel more confident, that would be great. Um, I've looked at plenty of portals that provide continuing education and I think, oh boy, they're so hard to navigate. You can't um, quickly assess whether or not this training is really going to be high quality or exactly what you need. These professionals are very limited on time. They need it to be to the point and effective. and I, I can see that the relationship with technology, too, can be kind of clunky of, okay, here's this new technology, a portal we can log into or a service. Uh, people get overwhelmed with all the different types of technology they're juggling from teams to whatever software they're running on to, to manage their clients and patients. There's just a lot of volume. And I can definitely feel the tension within practices of that relationship with technology. And I can hear... I can and imagine your vision of, of closing this gap and having people feel more comfortable with technology that they truly understand what yeah. they're what's being delivered. It's landing. They're not just like superficially getting it, but it, it's deeper than that. And it builds that confidence, which then reduces stress. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm glad that you kind of mentioned the way that, uh, you know, I guess continuing education and also like, um, just general um, educational tools and portals are, uh, you know, the state of them and like how they kind of fail to meet the needs of uh, uh, 
people who are seeking them out. I, I don't know if you know, do you know Big Think? <laughs> great, great YouTube channel. And like the way that they address education and um, content is so masterful. And I think that, you know, it's just um, short form content from thought leaders and and it's really accessible mm. and really well done. And I don't know why that came to mind, but... Um, yeah, well, it's an example, right? We That's how we... We create often. We look and we find examples where it's been well done and we might be able to replicate that in the veterinary industry. But I, I'd love to hear more. Uh, tell me about some examples of the things that you are building and how these may connect to veterinary well-being. Yes. Um, I mean, when you say like using examples is like, that's kind of like the key, right? Because we have so much available to us and I feel like there's an oversaturation at a point of of um, tools available to us to kind of address uh, some of the main problems that veterinarians face. But so you stop knowing where to look. And so what I've kind of done, um, this was unintentional, but I started looking around at how we're addressing people's needs on a day-to-day basis. I have this sushi restaurant I really like down the street. Um, it's like one of those revolving sushi things, you know? Uh, it's a, it's a cute place. Um, but they have like this really, really sleek and simple cue system for managing the fact that they're the most trendiest sushi spot in the, in the city. So, um, you know, instead of having this line running out the freaking like, uh, building, they have like, you know, a QR code, you scan it, you get on, you get, uh, on a waiting list and like, it gives you a, uh, an estimate of time before your party's called, et cetera, et cetera. Simple, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I was uh, kind of approached by a mutual friend of ours, I believe. Do you know Don Hayes? Yes, big fan. My favorite guy. I'm a big fan of his too. I think he's kind of taken the position as an unofic- unofficial like mentor to me. And it's amazing. He's a, he's a sales director at MWI for, uh, for background. Um, people who don't know him he's based in texas he's one of the most amazing people i've ever met i met him through the monthly peer discussions that we have he did you know he did the cool thing of like being one of the first audience members to kind of speak up and get the conversation flowing because you know how people get like really nervous like can we talk they're used to like just being talked at. and so he, he spoke up and ever since we've been fast friends and he came to me saying there's a clinic needs a Q system, um, you know, their waiting list is just like unmanageable. And I, I checked their website and I'm like, that's like, you know, this is holding them up in so many ways. I mean, they're, uh, you know, so, so that kind of inspired uh, me using what I knew about uh, this sushi restaurant's Q system, along with every other trendy restaurant in the city and what they're doing for mm-hmm. these long waiting lists. You implement that into uh, a solution for animals. I mean, like, why are we doing this with just people? Like, there are people going online, but we have, like, lines of people with with animals, and we're not, like, we're not thinking about how we're dealing with the waiting times there. That's crazy. And so, so I said, this seems like a really simple thing to do. What we're trying to do more and more at Slayer does is just like custom solutions. So we're collaborating with the people we're meeting to build something based off of what they actually need, what they're expressing or dreaming up, and we make it a real thing. 
And I, so I, I said, want to pause on that because this is yeah. super neat. I find that this is often the case where in vet med, we look to other industries for for solutions, which we should be doing. All industries can borrow from each other. If it's been done already by somebody else, why not um, take that technology instead of reinventing the wheel? And we get an inspiration by looking around us. So that's a great example of having a clinic that has a really long wait time, which is very stressful. I think there's a lot of pressure as you know, vet med professionals are so compassionate and, and they really, I think it, it, it's a burden on them to know there are all these animals who need treatment and need care that are waiting. And then on top of that, the client's frustration builds, the clients are worried about their pets. There's a, it really creates a lot of pressure. And so knowing that there's a system that can be more efficient, that is probably easier to manage. Uh, it allows the clients to relax because they can have that digital wait time on their phone. They can go have a coffee or whatever it is in between um, and not have to rely solely on the receptionist to work that front line. I know that's a very difficult position in many hospitals. So it's neat to think about this solution that you all developed for this pain point at this particular hospital. Yeah, I mean, receptionists should not have to be hosts too, especially at a vet clinic. It's too much. This is this is a way to kind of take that weight off their shoulders. And I appreciate you mentioning the empathy level to it. I, I know in another episode you were discussing kind of the empathy fatigue people experience during burnout. And it's like, I mean, this is something that's a real concern. You know, I if 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 people feel like the, their services are lacking or they're not able to address the the issues that their clients are having in a real in real time. Like that's that's gonna lead to burnout in my opinion. And so I think that it's an important thing to kind of address early on. Technology is the way to do that, I think. Yes, yeah. it's it's a win-win on, well, probably triple win. It helps the clients feel more at ease that they have um, this system that is helping them have transparency into their wait time. They can plan accordingly. It, it, it feels more certain. I think that many clients get stressed when we give them the wait time of, it could be anywhere from 30 minutes to four hours. We'll let you know. That's very difficult to deal with. Um, it helps the team just be able to focus on the medicine at hand and providing excellent service to their patients. I think that's very satisfying um, as well. And, and your point to burnout, absolutely. These stressors really add up over time. And when I meet with a professional who says, yeah, I just feel like I don't care anymore. I think there's a deep fear that something in them is broken forever, that they're never going to care. And then that's an indicator that they should leave the profession, that they should not work in veterinary medicine anymore. And I want to just say loud and clear, that's not the case. Uh, it's just a symptom. You know, that lack of empathy is just a sign that you are exhausted and, and over your head. And we need to look at solutions to just get you back to your baseline. That empathy comes right back online. It, yes. it, it's just temporarily um, hidden because we're tired <laughs> yeah. and just to reassure people that there are ways to to correct that. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember in the episode I was listening to uh, a while back, you were yeah, you were talking about like empathy comes from a place. It's not just like some magical thing that you have like temporarily and then it's gone forever. So <laughs> I, the idea that like if you're experiencing burnout, like that's that's the be all end all. No, I think that's just, I think that's a, a real important message your body's telling you to take a break, change things up a little, and uh, it'll come back online. Like you said, the empathy comes back online and the passion too. Mm -hmm. And I think that the more we uh, use uh, a, a technology kind of as a, as a uh, 
partner for good, the better um, outcomes we can have in that department. So wonderful. Yeah. And it's like an organization thing, right? It's, it's also an organization thing, which is kind of like my uh, guiding light is like daily block scheduling. That's the only way I keep my head. It's like if I have a daily purpose and it stays relatively consistent, I know what I'm doing. I can plan it out like, you know, the night before. Then you stay on task and it's like you have your purpose, you have your organization, you have like, you know, that's that's powerful in my opinion. Absolutely. I work the same way. Um, yeah. I, I think I kind of took us off off track a little bit because we were talking about examples. And I wondered if you had another one in your back pocket you could share to bring this to life. Yeah, the, yeah, the Q system was just my favorite because of the story of how it happened and all that. But um, I mean, we're, we just finished work on an app for Not One More Vet. I know you mentioned them in the very official introduction. I'm um, a huge fan of this, of this group. So people might know them as NAMV, Not One More Vet. Yeah, tell us about this. Tell If you want to give a little background on the organization, just in case anybody listening doesn't know who they are, and then we'd love to hear how you've worked with them. Yeah, I mean, I is speaking of vet wellness, like, you know, um, their, their main, you know, focus and mission is addressing the issues with mental health in the veterinary profession, which having a sister in the vet, you know, industry is, is, it's a scary thing. I'm not going to like self-censor. It's really scary. I I worry about how she day-to-day processes the things she sees as a really empathetic person. Um, and I think NAMV is doing a way to, uh, is, is doing a, a really great service in um, providing resources to address the, uh, the really high suicide rate in the veterinary pr- uh, industry. And to be able to collaborate with them has been one of the great honors of my life. I don't want to put it lightly. Um, and we made an app for them. We made an app for them, but I don't want to downplay it because this is another way to access resources in your pocket. It's super, like I said, accessibility is a big thing with us. And um, when they kind of approached us uh, with interest of, starting to build an app for their resources and kind of as a home base for what they do uh you know be it from their events to to their uh um the nom v list the famous nom v list uh this was a a collaborative process to put you know resources in the pocket of people who need it and make it more accessible and so we just finished that up i think uh, it was last month and we're looking to uh start up on maybe some more projects before their uh, gala in October, which I'm excited to go to. That's in Boston. So. Wonderful. So when does that, do you know when the launch date will be for this app? The, yeah, it's launched. It launched already. Uh, it's on the App Store and the Play Store. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's been getting really great feedback. I just kind of followed up with them. Uh, uh, I think it was last week just to see, hey, how's it going? How are people liking it? And it was just overwhelmingly positive so um to be able to uh have a hand in the wonderful work that they're doing was was awesome that was a good collaboration their team is just amazing um i don't know if you have any personal experience with them not direct but i'm 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 a huge fan of their organization i'm very much on their website keeping track of what's going on sharing their resources with people often they have a great presence and the work they do is just it's very powerful yeah, so I'm I'm excited about uh just uh, reuniting with everyone too in October, beginning of October. It's like I think a few days after my birthday, they're having this uh, 
annual gala and um it's in it's in boston i'm looking for uh friends that are going to be out there you know oh, nice wonderful yeah. i'm going to yeah. be in um louisville kentucky in like i think later october for um a conference a small like specialty vet conference so i'll kind of be on your all side of the of the country yeah, yeah that sounds great that the non event in, in early october in boston what a blast yeah it's gonna be fun i uh i need to start you know on the topic of these these bad conferences in general i definitely need to get out to these more often you know i'm doing a lot of this work from like behind the computer how we're talking right now it's like part of the joy of vet medicine uh, is is the interpersonal relationships that you kind of make and some of it is lost over the computer it's a little bit lost i really like they want to spend the rest of this year and next year focusing in on going all across the country who knows, maybe outside the country too, to uh, get more immersed in these vet conferences and the symposium. I'm going to the uh, vet symposium in San Antonio in September too. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm tired of uh, vicariously living through the LinkedIn posts of these events. I want to be there. In okay, I'm holding you to it. We're going to meet up in person at some of these events. Oh, sure. I can't wait. That'll be, can't that'll wait. be so fun. Um, yeah. I want to bring back to you, I know that uh, you had mentioned that you've done some uh, projects too with Merck, and I think the other one was at Fibro. Yeah. Oh, would, would you want to briefly touch on either of those? Yeah, because the people that I was working for were amazing. And uh, I, did a, I did a little like post i think it was the beginning of this year feels so long ago i did a little post on linkedin just kind of like reflecting on the work that i was doing in 2022 and the people who kind of guided me and influenced me and um bob levon from uh from merck and um lewis from uh, fibro were two people that uh really um influenced me and in in such a positive way because of their their vision and their compassion and um and the fact that they they knew I, I was kind of like just getting uh immersed in this but like they gave me the room to learn and taught me a lot of uh what i know right now and so with merck we were doing uh an infographic project to kind of make uh some of their white papers more accessible internally and externally but you know mostly to distribute among their reps to uh better understand the white papers that they were um uh kind of having a, a block on with um the people that were working with them and so so we spent some time doing that and then spent some time doing work on uh something i think you mentioned in the beginning in the intro uh we we spent some time with vibro working on actually the second uh mode of action video for uh for a vaccine for um chickens and um and there was an updated mode of action i got to work on that with um lewis from fibro and uh that was really really fun um because he kind of gave me he he sat me down gave me an an entire lesson on on the way it works before anything you don't go into this stuff just kind of being like i think i know what's going on it's like you're getting a lesson like you're in class and it's like so cool that people spend the time to do that you know it's it brings me back to school days and so um that was really beneficial to uh kind of my early experiences but um uh now kind of as a result of what we've done with Merck I think we're kind of uh now exploring um 
doing more infographics for white papers in general in the vet um, in the vet industry and dispersing those with our newsletters. Um, every week we're trying to pump out some and ha- have them presented in a way that's a lot more accessible and visually appealing. And uh, that's gotten good feedback too. So that's something something I'm excited about. You know, what I so enjoy about these conversations and every time we talk, you all are doing something more and getting deeper and deeper uh, into these projects. So it's fun to watch the evolution of your company and your work. And and as we're bringing this podcast down the home stretch, I want to ask you all the things that, that you have experienced within the vet med realm, especially in the umbrella of wellness and how technology can assist with facilitating more wellness. Um, do you have any, let's say one to two key takeaways you want listeners today to walk away with? Wow, um, that's a tough one. I, I I think I wanna speak on something in general that's been uh, kind of a guiding force in, in what I do. And it's like, uh, it's something that kind of bonded me with um, with Don from MWI is, is the idea of the third door. Are you familiar? No. It's this, you know, theory of, um, you know, there's there's the front door where all us commoners go through at the club, you know, and then there's the, uh, you know, and that line's like down the block. And then there's the VIP entrance, right, where you're just like watching, I don't know, Kim Kardashian going, I don't know what this imaginary club is I'm like presenting. And this is not my idea. This is an idea from uh, an author named Alex Bunn. I don't know how to say his last name. He's a really cool guy, and he came up with this idea. Um, can you tell I have ADHD by this? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know if you can tell. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so there's the you know front entrance. There's a VIP entrance in this imaginary club, and then there's the third door. And that third door is kind of the uh, you know getting in through the maybe the vent in the back of the <laughs> in the back of the club you, you know it's the creative way of getting your foot in the door and kind of getting uh and finding opportunity and so i think there's a lot of out of the box thinking that's due in the vet industry and in wellness in general and i think the way to that is um is is kind of by Maybe looking for opportunity in places you don't usually find it, you know. Mm-hmm. And and for me, that's the opportunity to learn right now. That's the stage I'm is the opportunity to learn more. That's the key takeaway. Is anyone that I can learn something from, which is everyone, mm-hmm. uh, is 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 my good good partner because um, that's the only way that I've been able to even start to touch on uh, some of the pain points that veterinarians have been facing the past few years post-COVID is just like people being really open to teaching and, you know, being open to learning in general. That's my, that's my big takeaway from all of my experiences the past like two years. Yeah. Drop the mic. That was, it's beautiful. I think that curiosity is such an important trait and asset to have that with curiosity, um, we do become more creative. We can find solutions that we may not have been able to stumble upon before that kind of third doorway. And it, that it's refreshing the view that you bring to vet med and how you're integrating technological solutions to help the veterinary industry thrive. I just have really enjoyed this conversation having you on today. And for people listening that may want to connect with you, learn more about the work you all are doing, where should they go? 
Thank you for reminding me. I would have just run off here like, bye guys, see you later. <laughs> um, I have I have a LinkedIn. So if you look up my name, which is spelled weirdly, but it'll probably be in like the title and info, I guess. I'll look put up- in the show notes. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. We can chat on there, set up a time to video chat or something and talk about ideas, no matter how big or small. Um, I encourage you guys to follow uh, the Celeritas page on LinkedIn. Uh, we're always posting updates on there. And um, we have monthly peer discussions. Uh, those are the fun ones where we just have like, you know, as many people as we can get in a Zoom room to discuss big ideas and the intersection of technology and vet meds. So, yes. yeah. I encourage people to join those. That's how one of the ways you and I met and yeah. got to know each other better. And they it's really fun. I think that anybody that uh, has that time free to just put in their calendar and pop in and check it out. Thanks. Thanks for the shout out. And thank you so much for having me on here. I, I have uh, really enjoyed the work that you do on the Vet Med podcast. You know, for two times a month, you're doing a big splash on, <laughs> on industry. And so um, good, thank good you. I appreciate it, Daniel. Thanks so much for being on. This has been really fun. Thank you. It's good to see you again. You too. Thank you for joining me today. I hope that you feel stoked after listening to this episode. And as always, I would love to hear your comments and feedback. Is there a topic that you want to know more about? Please let me know. And thank you again for subscribing and sharing your favorite episodes with others. It really means a lot.